Welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. Boomer. Some people don't like the term, but I think, like many other words, it's all in how you say it. My umbrella business is Boom with a Bang, and I think we should keep that in mind as much as possible. We Boomer women don't have a lot of role models as we traverse this chapter. So the goal of this podcast is to introduce you to guests who might incentivize, encourage, teach you to embrace your wisdom, our wisdom. With this incarnation of the Boomer Woman's Podcast, I'm interviewing people who have a message of interest for our demographic. If you want to hear about or learn about something specific, let me know and I'll find someone who understands us to talk about it. There's a contact page at boomwithabang.com. If you want to be a guest on podcast or know someone who would be a great guest, message me. Finally, this show is all about conversation. We women know its value, we know how to do it, and we must perpetuate the art form. So let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I had to say that carefully, as it's the first time I've used the new name, the new branding. We used to be two Boomer women, but Boomer 2 moved on a long time ago. And over the last two years, I've chatted with Boomer women, Boomer men, other generations of both women and men. It was time to rename, and here we are, the podcast for Boomer women, officially the Boomer Woman's Podcast. And Happy New Year! I need to get that in, too. Who can believe this is Season 4? And it never gets old for me. I love talking with our guests. I love knowing you're out there in listening land, even though not many of you talk to me. I've got to figure out a way of changing that. But enough of me nattering on. Let me introduce today's guest. I sometimes share the fortuitous way I connect with my guests. Some time ago, a gentleman contacted me saying, I usually talk about this subject, but there's this other story I'm part of that I think might resonate with your audience. As always, I did my due diligence and loved his suggested story. Now, I was hoping to interview both him and his teenage daughter today, but his daughter is a little camera shy, shall we say. So (laughs) Peter is here, and I'm going to put him on the spot to answer in Belle's voice a few times. It's fun for me, though, that the podcast for Boomer Women starts a new year with a man talking about his teenage daughter. I think that's great. (laughs) Now, every generation of parents have their challenges, personal and social, in raising their children, possibly especially when those children reach their teens. Many people I know look at the social issues today's parents deal with and breathe a sigh of relief that they had it easier. And yes, I just used air quotes. Today's guest is part of a father-daughter team who had their challenges and came out the other side with a very cool story. It's their story, so let me introduce Father Peter Anthony. Welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. Good Agnes, good day, listeners from Sydney, Australia. That's great. Yeah, this is, and I, I should, we should mention that too because uh, one of my questions at the end talks about overseas. <laughs> okay. Now, Peter, do you mind sharing part of Bell's story? I mean, I, I take it you were a single parent. I've been there. And struggling with a teenage daughter. Yes. yeah. We're talking originally, Agnes, uh, five years ago, or four and a half, five years ago. Um, I was uh, a divorced father of two children, um, a son uh, and a daughter. And I, uh, the, the way that it worked out, my son spent most of his time with me and my daughter spent most of her time with her mum. Uh, at that stage, um, she was... 15 years old, and life was a a typical divorced uh, family's life, not not terrific, but working. Uh, And one evening, I was going for a walk along my local beach in in Manly. I got a call from my daughter at 9pm at night, and she said, Dad, um, can I come and live with you? And I said, why? And she said, look, I I can't tell you now, uh, but can I come and live with you? permanently and I said when and she said oh now <laughs> I said uh okay um so of course you're not going to turn your daughter down uh, and she moved in with me the following morning and it wasn't until 
she moved in with me that I realised what state she was in. And if you can imagine most, if not all, of the problems a young woman could have, Belle was suffering from them. So uh, that that was where it began. And I had zero experience of fathering teenage daughters or the sorts of issues that they might have. Uh, and that began the journey which got me to where I am now. <laughs> Does that make sense as a beginning, Agnes? It's, yeah. Yeah, I've got teenage, or I had teenage daughters. They're marvelous young women in their 30s now, if that's any consolation. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't want to focus on Belle's difficulties. You tell us as much as you want to tell us, but I take yeah. it that you were having the conversations at least. Yes. And well, uh, yeah, yes, we're having conversations. Uh, and it, it was, I, the first couple of months that we spent together um, was a journey for us, and for me in particular, understanding what was happening for her. Uh, and it was a combination of, she had a very uh, negative experience with a young boy, I'll put it that way. She had um, a very negative uh, body image. Uh, she had withdrawn from a lot of social support and the social support that she did have were quite destructive, the people that she was around. She was really unhealthy. She wasn't eating well. She was smoking a packet of cigarettes a day. At that stage, she either wasn't going to school or she was going to school very late in the day, wasn't getting out of bed. I mean, it was... Most of the most of the problems a young person could have, she was experiencing, and she didn't seem to have any of the tools to help her manage it. And initially, I thought uh, wrongly. I thought, well, if I just show her a lot of love, things will turn around. So I just attempted to love her as hard as I could, and that didn't work. Uh, that did, didn't work for her, didn't work for me. It just made me frustrated. Uh, and uh, I thought, well, surely love works, but it doesn't really. It, it does, but I mean, you need, it's a lot more, a lot different than addition to love. And uh, we we did we did a couple of things. We we started we started on small steps because initially I was I'm the sort of person that thinks uh, about like taking massive, making massive change, you're able to change your life. You do it big. I realized the smaller the change, the better it worked. Like just getting out of bed in the morning, like just eating breakfast, just uh, uh, getting some exercise, like getting outside. I mean, really little things uh, and, and encourage those. And then we, we got, uh, we got closer as I understood her better. Uh, we got closer. She trusted me more. She talked to me more. Uh, and I felt I was the only person in her life that she was talking to. She wasn't talking to her mum. She wasn't talking to her brother. She wasn't really talking to her friends. So it wasn't sharing how she was feeling. And uh, we were we were just living together, her and I together, just father and daughter <laughs> living together. And uh, we would have our meals together at night. We had a, we'd ha always have a meal and uh, talk afterwards. And one well, more listening than talking in my case. And one night I just said to her, I said, look, Belle, one of the key things we're thinking about here or we've been talking about here is that you're enough. Like you're strong enough. You're smart enough. You're beautiful enough. And you're proving every day that you're enough to deal with the sorts of challenges that you're facing. And she looked at me and she said, I'm enough. Like, and it became almost like a joke, like a funny phrase that we used with each other. It wasn't like enough, E-N-O-U-G-H. It was I'm a nuff, N-U-F-F. And we wrote that up on the on a kitchen whiteboard we had on the, uh, on the in, in our um, in our kitchen, on, on, on the um, refrigerator, just nuff, N-U-F-F, right? And then uh, that became like a, a, a way for us to have a conversation, like how am I being enough today? Like, how am I being smart enough? How am I being strong enough? How am I being beautiful enough? How am I being enough today? And that became 
like our, it became like our language, if you like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, bizarrely enough. I, I don't know where it came, know where it came from. It just came from conversation, uh, and it was, it was a really good marker for her, if that makes sense. Like a, it brought it brought all of our sort of strategies and ideas together. This idea of being enough and how am I being enough today? Or am I feeling enough? Not not like huge like ego self-esteem but like just being enough and that's all you all you need is to be enough you don't need to be more than enough (laughs) just enough (laughs) yeah and it's interesting it's interesting too how it 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 becomes this little code language and it started out just between the two of you but i i gotta commend you too for not jumping in and fixing it like, like you must have really been tuned into her to realize that, okay, just love isn't going to fix anything or fix everything, but, but also just listening to her and slowly it sounds like you started to perceive what she needed and then to be able to take those baby steps. Just, yeah, just yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I can't take all that credit, Agnes, because initially I did jump in and with command and control and, and tell her what to do. <laughs> but that didn't, that didn't work. Um, so it, it, I evolved to this. We're talking about like evolving to this after a couple of months or several months of, of conversations. I evolved into just really uh, like listening to her until I disappeared. And by me disappearing, it was me like the the middle-aged adult male disappearing and just really listening to her and really attempting to understand where she was, almost thinking like her or feeling like her. Like how would I, and and that's what I found things began to turn around rather than just telling her uh, what she should be doing. Because it seemed really obvious to me initially, this is what you should be doing, but the obvious didn't work. And, And us males aren't as good with emotional language or with empathy, we're not as good at demonstrating that, we're not as, as tuned um, to that. So I had like an extremely emotionally needy, if you like, daughter and someone like me that wasn't highly tuned emotionally or empathetically. So it was, wasn't a great match initially. Uh, so we, we got to the stage of, yeah, you're enough. And that became her her marker, if you like, or her uh, her language and became like our language, if you like. And, it, and I liked it because it was like silly funny. It was like, it wasn't too serious. Yeah. Like you're enough. Like it wasn't like really heavy and dark. It was a little bit light. It became like not a joke, but it became like a more a more lighthearted conversation. It just took some of the, the darkness and the heaviness out of the conversations. Well, it sounds like it could be impactful enough when it's just between the two of you, but you could also make light when the lightness was the right thing to do. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it worked, it worked both ways. It worked both ways. It became like a, like a, a lightning rod for our conversations and for, uh, and, and, and continuing to make small steps. And as we all know, the small steps become bigger ones. So the, the longer, the longer journeys. And she was beginning, uh, as we developed this language together, she began, well, she missed a year of school in, in, in total, but she re-enrolled in school. She recommitted to um, to healthier eating, began changing her group of friends because we talked about you, know, you become who you hang around, and so that that and and she started to get the benefits um, from those things happening, and she was uh, enrolling in what we call Year Twelve, which is the final year of our high school before university or college, I think. Uh, it's called, and she said, "Dad, I want to, I want to take this enough idea, and I want to spread this message." And I said, "To who?" And she said, "To other people just like me, because I've got a lot of girlfriends. I know a lot of young women that are feeling like this, but they don't tell people, right? They keep it to themselves." And I said, "And she said, I've got a HSC project coming up at school. I'd like to start this as like a, a like a, a business or a project for school." And I said. Absolutely, I'll, I'll help you out. I said, "How?" And she said, "Well, I want to. I want to like. I think just to start the conversation with people, I just want to make some like some sweatshirts and some t-shirts, just with enough on them, like nothing else, just enough, and sell them." I'm thinking to myself, "Who's going to buy that?" 
<laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, right? <laughs> but I thought, no, I'll, I'll I'll support the idea. I, I, I want to like see this, and I thought that's a great idea if we can, if if she can learn something about business because I'm a, I'm a um, an entrepreneur, so I like to. I thought maybe this is a good way for her to learn entrepreneurship and business. So she designed the t-shirts uh, and sweatshirts. We, we got them made. We got them delivered. Had a garage full of them. Uh, and I thought no one's going to buy these. But I, and I just put our story on a on a Facebook on Facebook groups, local my, my local Northern Beaches Facebook group. I put the story up, and I kid you not, Angus, my phone was going ping, 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 ping with people buying their shirts, right? Because she set up a Shopify like a Shopify store on, on on the web, and I was amazed. We we sold out in one afternoon. <laughs> then, then we had to then we had to package them and deliver them, right? Which meant, and she wanted to write a personal note to everyone that bought a shirt. Right? So we sat at the dining table. She's writing all these notes. We're packaging these things, and then we're in the car with my satin hat on, hand delivering them all to all these people on the northern beaches, like a boot full of shirts, like beautifully packaged in in like uh, in tissue paper with handwritten notes on them from from my daughter. I'm thinking, oh God, thank God this is over. <laughs> I'm not going to spend my weekend packing shirts and driving around the northern beaches. And then she said, Oh, Dad, we should get some more. I thought, Oh no, I don't want to do this. This is my idea of a good time. And sure enough, it 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 kept sure enough. It 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 just it grew, it had its own energy. And I was thinking, uh, young women would buy these shirts. But in fact, it was mums and grandmums that were buying the shirts for their daughters and for themselves and for their friends. And we got almost like a mafia of mothers together uh, that liked the idea and that supported the idea and almost took it on themselves to promote the idea. And it reached the stage where we started making money, right? Uh, And Bill said, look, Dad, we can't keep this money. Uh, we've got to find a way of getting enough message out. And I thought, uh, okay, how do we do that? Uh, and we, we we searched around some some charities and we found a charity called Batia, who are a charity that run workshops for young women with issues of self-esteem to help them tell a different story about their lives. So we were selling the clothes to make the money to, so Batia could run more workshops, right? So it, so it became like a, a like a beautiful little loop, if you like. And, and I learned a lot about self-esteem with young women like, and the sort of issues that they're facing, like social media issues, uh, pessimism, anxiety, uh, like all of the, the, uh, the maladaptive uh, mental responses are going up and the social contacts going down. So they're having less conversations, less social contact. They're feeling more pessimistic, more anxious, more depressed, particularly since COVID, which has accelerated this. And we started before COVID. So COVID made it worse. And what I found was that all we were really doing was helping people have that conversation. Like they were even people were even giving it to friends to say, like, you're enough, or uh, are you feeling enough? And all we were really doing was what Bell and I originally did was to start having conversations about that because people are having less conversations, particularly with their teenage children. And it, and it, it just it just grew. Expert. I'd, I'd love to say, Agnes, here, this was my grand plan, like an Elon <laughs> Musk buying Twitter and taking over the world. It wasn't a grand plan at all. It just, it just grew. It just grew exponentially. It had its own energy, if you like. Well, I want to remind you that you were willing to give up after the first weekend, and it was Bell that said, <laughs> "Absolutely, yeah." I, I was I was extremely skeptical. I thought, "Who's going to buy this? Who's going to?" But but it was it was her idea. It was her, it was her driving it, and um, she said, "Like Dad, this is my business. This is my idea." I, I, she said, "Like I'm doing a lot for this, Agnes. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm the seed investor. I'm." <laughs> I'm doing the deliveries. I'm I'm very invested in this business. She said, "Dad," I said. She said, "I get this. You don't." I said, "Okay, fair enough." And she she was she's been right all the way through. And she, um, I mean, and the only reason she's not here talking to you today is that she still suffers 
quite a lot from social anxiety. She's still very introverted. Uh, and she's doesn't feel 100% comfortable talking to people that she doesn't know. I mean, she's, she's working on it and learning it. Uh, but she's not completely, this is not a story of, oh, yeah, she was really troubled and now everything's perfect. There's still, there's still some issues that she has that, that she's dealing with. I, I'm on season four. I can wait to season six when she's this major Australian <laughs> businesswoman <laughs> and also the sponsor of some very important charities. And then she can come on podcast yeah. without you. Yeah, yeah, she can be a podcast guest. It wouldn't surprise me if it happens because she seems to have like this fire in her belly about this. And and she's reached the stage now where she's she's constantly telling me what this issue is. And and I'm, I've learned a lot, Agnes, because it wasn't something I knew anything about, really. So it's been a steep learning curve for me but to to learn about how young women are feeling and how challenging it is for them. Because for me, I keep thinking, well, uh, women of this generation seem to have so much more than women of my generation available to them. Uh, in terms of careers and choice and uh, in terms of a whole range of things from when uh, young teenage women when I was growing up, there's a lot more available to them. But in some ways, it's creating more pressure for them. So it's 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 like a, almost a double-edged sword. Well, when I was... Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. when I was Bell's age, you know, I would get asked, are you going to be a teacher or a nurse? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and now with Bell at her age and other young people her age, there are so many choices, but they, they're not any better prepared to make the choices than previous no, generations. No. So no, I, I can no, see I, they I think, struggle more. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think just because the opportunity is there doesn't mean that you're ready to take it. And there's, there's more opportunity, more choice um, at a younger age. Uh, and there's a, I find the social media piece too very challenging for the young women in terms of who they're comparing themselves to, because social media, whether they're on Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever whatever their, their app of choice is, it's heavily curated images they're looking at and heavily curated lives. And that, that's what they're consuming. And, and they're, they're not having, they're having less conversations. Uh, um, Bill and I looked at some research from uh, Apple uh, recently where they, they went back to 2006 and they found that we were having... Uh, less conversations than ever, and they're getting shorter every year. This is less. This is just by phone, and the Pew Research in the US says that we've never been, never been less likely to change our minds as a result of a conversation. So we're more polarized, and, and and again, social media is polarizing us because it feeds us things that we already feel. Like if, if, if we like, if we like lawn, it'll give us a lot of feeds about lawn. If we like oceans, we'll get a lot about oceans. We hate oceans a lot about how bad oceans are. I mean, it'll just re reinforce our views. And if you think young people, they spend most of their time, that's how they communicate in social media. So they're getting their biases reconfirmed and they're spending less time having conversations with each other. And we know from good positive psychology that one of the strongest markers of happiness is relationships, as good relationships. And the number one marker for a good relationship is good conversations. Whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or a business relationship, the quality of the relationship is the quality of the conversations. Now, we're not having them. Young people in particular aren't having them. And uh, all we are really doing, all Bill and I are really doing, is encouraging people to have a conversation about being enough. Well, I was just thinking as you were saying that, that you are providing the conversation starter. Because yeah, when yeah, someone sees, yeah. yeah, if someone sees NUFF, it's just like, what is NUFF? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it's an open ended question, which is great yeah. to start a conversation and it can go deep or it can stay lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, it can. And and I like I like the way it's a bit lighthearted. I, I don't like it being too serious. We have had, or I have had, because uh, I get I get most of the messages coming through the social platforms in my email, and we have had some what will I call them some grammar Nazis after us, uh, because it's 
It's you're enough, like Y-O-U-R-A-N-U-F-F, you're enough. They should say, there's an apostrophe between the U and the R, and it should be E-N-O-U-G-H. You're teaching people that, you know, bad grammar, like long rants about grammar. <laughs> so, well, hold on. The whole point is it, it is not meant to be grammatically correct because it's like, and this is this is very much Bill's idea around it's it's okay to not be perfect. If it was perfect grammar, we'd be missing the point. Well, like, and it, there'd like be no conversation enough. starter. Be no and, and and having a perfectly grammatically correct, that wouldn't be the point. The point is you can be imperfect and be enough. Most like, of us are. It, 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 it's not like not perfect. It's deliberately not perfect. <laughs> can you see what I mean? Like, yeah, the, which is why the, it, the beauty, it, the beauty of how she thinks about this, because I would never have thought like that. I, I'd be wanting it perfect. I want it spelled correctly. Um, and she, uh, and people started sending us photos um, wearing their nuff shirts. We had um, women going on runs and there were enough runs. We had one guy that uh, approached us and said, look, um, I've just I've just seen you enough on a, on a Facebook feed and I, I'm, a, I'm a really big man. Do you make shirts in 5XL? Uh, and I said, no, we don't make shirts in 5XL. The biggest we've got is XL. And he said, would you make one for me? Because I'd, I'd like to talk to, because I'm, I'm in a group of men that are like struggling with their weight. And uh, I think this you're enough message would be good for us. And I talked to Bella, I said, are you happy to do this? Because it's going to mean losing money, making a one-off 5XL shirt. But he's part of a group. <laughs> <laughs> part of a group. Well, or maybe we should make a group, a lot of these 5XLs. So, no, no, I think we should. I think we should make it for us. He's a lovely man. He sends a lovely story. Uh, he said, I, "I want to do it for me. I want to do it for my my, my colleagues." So we made some five XLs, just some, a special order of five XL shirts for him and his friends. And I saw these shirts. I don't know whether you've seen a five XL, Agnes. It is a five XL men's shirt. It is huge, right? Uh, and so it it sort of got into into that into that community as well. We've had people buying them for their their relatives overseas or their friends or their daughters or that it's it has its own energy well it's it's the the conversation starter that we started we talked about but it's also the thin edge of the wedge because you know for bell it's about her struggles or her issues for this gentleman the large-sized gentleman it's about his issues and don't we all have issues that we would yeah. love to have somebody say that's okay you're enough exactly exactly and i think um, as we as we get older like uh, you and i get older agnes and i'm sure your listeners do too sometimes we feel like we're not enough because because we, we can we can see aging taking place and sometimes you, you feel like you're not enough you know you're not you're not you're not noticed enough you're not listened to enough you're not respected enough and, and things start changing in your life and sometimes we can have self-esteem issues too um, i mean it's uh, and that's that's very that can be very common for us as we let things go like we let careers go let lifestyles go let sports go let relationships go sometimes we feel like you know are we enough you know, am i enough to deal with this it, it's it's a similar sort of message and that was the that was the genius of how bell was thinking because I would not have thought that way. So she's taught me as much, you know, as much as I've taught her. <laughs> My, I also had the th- thought when you were saying about the 5XL is <laughs> it may not be a 5XL, but I bet if you did some of those two, three XLs and made them longer, a whole bunch of women would be buying them as night shirts. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and we, we've had a lot of. I mean, we had to guess sizes and colours and all sorts of things because I had no idea about clothes, zero, and nor did Bell. And so we had to make a lot of. Uh, um, we we originally had t-shirts in it was white, purple, and uh, charcoal grey, uh, and the white had a um, a blue nuff on it. The purple had a white nuff on it, and the grey had a pink nuff on it. And, and the, the charcoal completely outsold everything else. I, I thought, because I Googled T-shirt colours and white was the most popular colour. White was the lowest seller. Right? <laughs> charcoal was the highest seller. 
and the purple was somewhere in the middle. And for the men, we just had a black. That's the black and nothing else. Um, but we had to we had to adjust sizes and fits and and all sorts of things because neither of us knew anything about online retailing. We knew nothing about clothes. I mean, we went into it knowing nothing. Like, it, and we made all the mistakes you would normally make. Right. It wasn't like we opened this business and everything went boomingly well. We were fortunate we had some really lovely customers early on that helped us. Uh, and they were primarily women. I mean, there's probably 95 or more percent of our customers are women that really understand this message. I don't think men understand it as well. I know that well, being a male. Except, we except your 5XL guy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, except yeah. him. Yeah, men... Uh, whether it's in our DNA or just how we're raised, we, we don't have that same level of emotional language or that same level of, of empathy. It's just not there. But you have the same level of conversation to say what's enough. And, yeah. you know, the, the most insensitive person surely has enough sensitivity to go like, okay, I get it. I get it. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And as we've learned more more about this um, and helping people through that journey, it's about starting the conversation, genuinely understanding how they're feeling and how they're thinking as well as you can. You can't completely do that. And then uh, uh, with their permission, attempt to help in any way that you can. But I think the understanding comes first and it takes quite a while. It's very challenging to understand how somebody feels because often they don't know how they feel. They just know they don't feel great. Like, I, I don't feel great. I'm not quite sure why I don't feel great. I don't like, feel like enough. I'm not quite sure what that means. And often what we're finding is just the conversations themselves, that someone's caring enough to listen to you can be curative by itself, even without the advice. And if you get any advice you're going to offer, just the support and the love and the care and the, and the caring enough to listen that can begin the curing process. It can be therapeutic in its own right, just by caring enough to listen to the conversation without making recommendations, which us males are really good at doing. We've got to suspend our need to make recommendations or to fix things. We're, we're, it's huge learning curve. I mean, what I should do is run workshops for men on on listening and understanding young women because it, it's it's been a huge learning curve for me. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of dads out there that would identify with you completely. And let's just hope they would also take your lead of buttoning the lip long enough to hear what the girls were saying and then yeah, yeah, start to yeah. process that. And and not jump in with recommendations or judgments or suggestions and just care and listen and, and go with them because, like, when I when I learned eventually, like after six months of trying the opposite, which wasn't working, eventually to let go and to let Belle take the lead in her own care, that gives you two big benefits. Number one, she's taking responsibility for her life because if you're telling her what to do when she's a young adult, she's never going to learn how to do it herself. So, And, and she gets that self-esteem from following her lead. And if you're supporting her in doing that, that that's going to help her become the adult she needs to become rather than the adult that you're telling her to become. And she's constantly relying on you, which is like a, a big ego need for men, but it just doesn't work in terms of fathering. It just does not work. And in fairness, I, and in fairness right. I think there's some moms out there too that, that feel they know how to fix everything. So how old is Belle now? Uh, she's 20 now. So she turns 21. Yeah, and she, she's now... Sorry, you go. You well, go. no, I was just going to ask, has she voiced any future ideas about her You're Enough company? Because, I mean, it has <laughs> it has great potential. It, 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 it has. It's uh, Well, now she's, she's at university. Um, she wants to, she's doing an arts degree. She wants to transfer into law next year and be a lawyer and fight the good fight from the legal side. Uh, she's in a relationship with a, uh, a wonderful guy who's an engineering student who I really like, and he really cares about her, which I like a lot. Like she went for a driving test last year and failed the first time, and he drove over to our place and delivered flowers for her and then left. I mean, he really cares about her. He's a really good guy. I'm, I'm very happy. So um, 
So she's she's in a good space. Uh, she would like to continue. I, I, I keep thinking, oh, this is going to end, but it's, it's, it's getting bigger. Yeah. Right? Uh, she wants it. She wants it to continue. She's like a uh, an evangelist for the message. And and uh, what is the relationship now with? Is it Batir? Is that what it's pronounced? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Batir. B A T Y R. Yeah. It's it's still the same. It, it's still the same. And, and we're looking for. Uh, like other organisations that we can either partner with or that can help us because neither of us are geniuses at this. We are completely un... Um, we, we don't know this space. We're learning as we go. All we know is we've got an idea that is about starting conversations about self-esteem and feeling like you're enough. Yeah. And that's it. That's the idea. And, it's, it's, and the, the clothing works because... It, it starts. Oh, what's that enough? What is that? What, what's that about? It, it just starts that starts the conversation about, about enough and self esteem. And uh, if there are if there are any of your listeners who have got ideas or suggestions for us, by all means contact me. Like email me, text me, send me a, a note. So like, hey, we're thinking about this. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about talking? Because everything that we've done so far has been at other people's suggestions. We've, we've got like an idea. But it's it, it's it's our community that is is making it happen. If that makes sense, it's it not Bill, not Bill and I. It's it's the community, and it, it's and I honestly think too. There's a a bit of a universal energy around this. There's there's something around this that it's it's got its own energy. Yeah, no, I, I can see that completely. Yeah, and I understand it completely because I just think it's yeah, such yeah. a a great message, and also. You know, your relationship with Batir, I mean, it, it, it could grow into this monumental thing and then it goes global. It, it, it could. Yeah, and, and then it goes global and, and it could. And that, <laughs> that, would, um, that would make us laugh because we only initially sold like in the suburbs around where we live, like like in the four or five suburbs surrounding us. And then it got like into bigger Sydney, then it got into broader Australia. Then we started selling... A couple of the US and a couple of the UK. It just, it just got its own momentum. And Bill just says, "Dad, um, trust it will have its own momentum." Like she's got a sense of this. Like she's just got a sense of what this is. It's like very much in her DNA. And and so far, she's been right at every step. <laughs> has that has that been a learning experience for you? Because I mean, oh, you're, the, you're the entrepreneur. You you know how these things are done. But when your daughter and her project takes on a life of its own, despite your sort of going like, yeah, one weekend. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm very much like old school. Uh, you know, business and economics. You know, um, <laughs> supply chains and customer centric strategies. And I, I'm, I'm I'm old school. Uh, this this is very new school. Plus, the whole uh, online retailing space is new for me too. I don't understand it. It works, but I, I don't. Uh, I think of retail stores as places you walk into and buy things. But most most people are buying mostly online now, more so than uh, in store. Particularly again, since COVID, COVID was a huge boost. Yeah. To online retailing and the, the way the way it works i mean people can log onto the store they can see what you have uh they can uh they can pick it they can check the sizes they can pay for it and get it delivered it's all on i find that but it's all online it's it, it's crazy it's crazy uh, welcome to 2023 peter <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got some dinosaurs still left in me i still like old school walking into a store and trying things on that's but that's me <laughs> well, that's next. That's next for the Nuff T-shirts, the next clo- Nuff clothing line. <laughs> yeah, and, and we, we have people have approached us about selling them uh, them like in in their stores or part of their brands, and that's a conversation that that, that may continue. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a good idea or not. Uh, so, but that's that's on the table too. Uh, Once she's a lawyer, a, she'll know how to keep control of her her concept. Yeah. With the, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but she, yeah. The sort of lawyer she wants to be is like a like a um, like a justice warrior, like a okay. like a, a lawyer on the side of like getting the right thing done because she's yeah. she's very um. Yeah, she has a lot of like 
energy around this. In some in some ways, what happened to her was it was a I wouldn't say a good thing ever, but it was interesting that that gave her a, a sensitivity and an empathy for people who need their voices heard, and she wants to be their voice from a legal perspective. And it's interesting how she experienced that to give her that sense of being a voice for people that haven't got a voice to be heard. Well, don't don't forget you were the person who let her use her voice when yeah. she was at I won't say rock bottom, but she was really low. Yeah, she was she was really low. That wasn't my first option though, Agnes. My first option was to tell her what to do. But the, it was your first it, choice. It, but it, you're it, smart it, it enough. Was my, <laughs> it was my best my, my desperate like last by my last last attempt because I, I um it's a shame you, you can't um, you can't you can't meet Bell uh, in in this podcast. Maybe more in the future um, where we can because uh, she's got uh, an extraordinarily uh, beautiful energy to be around, uh, and it's I'm just I'm I'm so grateful uh, that um, that she's my daughter and I had a chance to experience this with her because it's 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 been one of the most magnificent experiences of my life uh, watching her grow through this it's been a, a real blessing for me it, it, I, I love it and, I, and it, it is very much from the beginning to the end it's been her idea I've just been the mechanic like with the the warehousing and the delivery and the funding and the like all, all the commercial bits but the idea and the idea and, and the whole philosophy and the whole approach has all been her and that's that's in her DNA well, I'm yeah. suggesting that one day, <laughs> Peter, you're going to be wearing that 5XL T-shirt because <laughs> your chest is going to be so puffed up with pride. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm really proud now. I'm really proud now, Agnes. I'm really proud of the journey that she's had and and proud. As I'm sure uh, parents listening would feel, uh, I think, uh, when your children accomplish something, it's a feeling that is much bigger and stronger and brighter than any accomplishment you ever have. It 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 just it's incredibly satisfying. So so the, the gift for me is the satisfaction of, of seeing it happen and watching her grow up through this process. You know the woman that she is now, and she, uh, in the relationship that she's in, the course that she's studying, she still gives me a lot of feminist politics, which sometimes I don't always welcome. <laughs> Just excuse the language the, but I'm, shut up and listen <laughs> <laughs> i get a lot of the like the dominant male patriarchy and i get a lot of that but that, that's that's a bit i'd sort of leave you know but that's that's part of her that's well i i made a suggestion that the two of you could come on podcast next time but i think next time i just want bell on here because <laughs> <laughs> well you can hear her, her side of the story and um yeah she would have been here today but she just wasn't wasn't up for it yeah so no no that's really fine where do we find the clothing so, line uh, it's easy to find you just uh, log into um you're enough.com like y-o-u-r-a-n-u-f-f com, yourenough.com and then you'll see the first thing you'll see is a photo of bell uh, wearing enough shirt and then you'll see uh photos of other customers other women that are our supporters and uh, run the idea of the business and then you can see the shirts and the t-shirts the sweatshirts uh in the different sizes you can see what size they are and part of bell's policy is a hundred percent money back guarantee if i'm happy and now you can buy them anywhere in the world. You can buy them in the US and Canada or in the UK. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask if you shipped overseas, but if we can, yeah, just yeah. get them. Yeah. Up until recently, no. But now um, we um, we don't ship overseas. We uh, we use a um, a print fulfillment okay. that's in the yeah. US, the US and the UK. So it's too expensive to print them here and send them. We tried that. We had customers in the US. We're printing them here and sending them to the US, which is we're losing money in every every sale. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Bill's saying, "No, that's great, Dad." And it, I said, "Bill, we're, we're losing money. <laughs> we can't lose money. We got to have all these five XLs customers overseas. We'll just be losing money. It's my money. We're losing." <laughs> details, details, <laughs> details, details, Dad. Yeah, yeah, that's your part. Yeah, yeah that's my part. Um, oh. Yeah, so. Um, but I'd be happy if anyone wants to support Bell and Petir. But but also, um, 
I'm sure your listeners have got some great ideas for us. If you know some suggestions or some people we should talk to or any ideas to spread the message, by all means, like, let me know. The best way to email me is just email me at peter at youreenough.com. That's me. And uh, I can make sure that um, that that gets um, that gets looked at very closely. If you've got suggestions or ideas, as I'm sure your listeners have, if you'd like to support the idea, you can either like support us by like buying a shirt or support us by giving us ideas or suggestions, people we should talk to. Just let us know. Other things we can sell. Bell's thinking of like moving into other things apart from clothes, like iPhone cases and beanies and like other things. Like, um, so if you've got ideas that we might want to consider, because I know it's much colder in Canada than it gets in Australia, maybe it's warmer clothes. I know it's winter for you guys, so something warmer. So, because we don't know, we, we do not know. All we know is we want to keep this conversation going. And if you can help us find ways of doing that. In Canada, that would be terrific. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll see what we can come up with because there's a lot of smart women out there. <laughs> I, I'm sure there are in your network, Agnes. I'm sure there are. And if they I mean, the suggestions are, are extremely welcome. We would welcome any ideas or suggestions, like for the for the for the clothes, the business, the people we should be talking to in Canada, whatever you might. We'd be very grateful for the advice. There we go. Now I'm looking at the website. You're also on Facebook and Instagram, I see. We are. We are. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, you, you'll see photos and posts of, it, of our customers uh, on, on youreenough.com is the, is the store, which is like on a, a Shopify platform. So you can become a friend of the, of the Facebook group. You can follow us on Instagram. You can uh, buy the shirts through youreenough.com. Or send me an, an email, uh, or if you, if you send a note to the website, that will come to Bell and I anyway. Um, or just contact me directly. Um, I'm happy to. I'd be really happy if I see my little emails. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> really be careful cool. what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We've only had one unhappy customer in all these in all this time, um, but like that, that's where we are, and I really. I appreciate you picking up this idea, Agnes, and and supporting us. It means a lot to Belle. Uh, she's I was just thrilled to, to when you contacted me. It was just like, oh my god, what a great story, you know? Because because yeah. it, 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 it doesn't always have a happy ending, and parents yeah. don't always come up with the. I'm going to say solution, but by solution I mean you learn to listen. Yes. Um, yeah. You learn to listen and you let go of your need for them to be the children that you want them to be uh, and let them allow them to be the, the kids that they need to be and the young adults they need to be. And that may be very different than what you, you would like. But the more, the more I found, the more I push it onto her, the, the less it worked. Yeah. And because she had, I mean, I remember uh, a, a beautiful quote I, I learned from Carl Jung. Uh, you said, We've got an inner self that beckons us on a call to adventure. And the more you can hear that call for your adventure, the more you are living your life and the more happy and useful you're going to be. And I can't hear Belle's call. I, I don't know what adventure she's going on. I, I can't tell her what adventure to go on. Uh, I've got to just allow her to feel comfortable enough to, to embrace her adventure and live it and enjoy it. And that's what she's done. It sounds yeah. like those sales are filling with wind <laughs> yeah it, it's it's really cool to see it's it's really incredibly satisfying as i'm sure uh your your uh listeners or parents uh would would feel it's an, an incredibly satisfying feeling there's nothing nothing better maybe seeing your children born and then watching them grow up into like wonderful adults is hugely satisfying yeah hugely satisfying well and i'll, I'll give you a tip that What's satisfying but really hilarious is when you hear yourself come out of their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that tip right now. You can wait for that one. <laughs> what, what, when, when, you, when, when you hear them quoting you or you hear them saying something that you would say. Yeah. I, I, I do hear that from my daughter, Agnes, but I hear it more in sarcasm than in 
<laughs> Wait till she has kids. I know Dad. Just say things. I know Dad loves a verb, loves what you do, not what you say. And she'll point me back to me. <laughs> but, but it's but it's it's but it's a nice relationship now where, where we can sort of have that jousting, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's like I, I enjoy that because it's just all and it's been a cool journey. That's great. A cool journey. Okay, before we close, is there anything else? Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I, um, as you can tell, I'm really passionate about this. I'm really proud of this. Um, the, the main thing I would suggest is um, have have more conversations with people around you about whether they're feeling enough and if they're not, what they're not feeling enough about. If you'd like to support us, by all means do so, um, at youreenough.com or send me a note about how Bill and I can spread the message. Uh, and my last thought is just our gratitude, gratitude to you, Agnes, for reaching out to us to, to do this podcast and gratitude to your listeners that would like to help us on this journey. Well, and please let Belle know that she is welcome anytime, <laughs> with or without you. <laughs> okay. Probably without me might be better. You might get a different version of events. There you go. <laughs> Two women together. <laughs> but she, yeah, no, she's, um, and, and she can talk. She can talk. I mean, she's shy, but when she gets going, she can talk. Well, that's good. Okay, well, I like I said. I, I, I don't think you get a question, Agnes. I think you'd say good morning and then Bill. I would just start talking to <laughs> I have a phrase <laughs> that goes, if trying to get a word in edgewise with you is like trying to thread a sewing machine while it's running. So she can <laughs> yeah. let her sewing machine run. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's very she's very introverted, but when she's when she's in gear, she's in gear. There you go. As Look out world. Look out world. Look out well. Look out well when she <laughs> okay. comes. Okay, there will be all of the links in the show notes, and I will include your email address just because Please I think do. it's a great idea if you're, if you're open. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely, yeah. Listeners, links will be in the show notes on the podcast platforms and under the bio at the bottom of the page at, of the website. If you have thoughts on today's show, please talk to us. Leave comments where you're listening, or if you're listening at the Boomer Woman's podcast at boomwithabang.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and talk to us there. Leave stars and reviews where you can. They help us grow. And for early access of upcoming episodes, and the year can only just keep on going at this level, I'm sure, um, there's a sign up under this conversation at Boom with a Bang. Now, we all know someone who's child is struggling with their child. I say that from a grandmother's point of view. Perhaps you know a child who's struggling with their parent. Share this episode with them and give them some hope that there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Just have to figure it out. <laughs> Peter Anthony, thank you so much for being my guest on Two Boomer. Oh, see, I almost did it on the Boomer Woman's podcast today <laughs> and kicking 2023 off to a great start. Thanks, Agnes. Bye. Thank you. Happy New Year. Have a great rest of week.